Hey, Hollywood, pay your fucking creatives. Ladies and gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Welcome everyone to another week of Modern Escapism, the podcast that just like Hollywood aren't being compensated nearly enough for their output. My name is Stig and I'm back after another week. After missing last week, I'm jumping into the hot seat as your special guest host this week because this next man is ill. He still doesn't feel 100% and has asked me to help out. But he's here for you anyway. But unlike those baseless claims he made against myself and Gadget, he actually did have a dribbly bum. It's Oodles. <laughs> I genuinely had a mate. It was brown water. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> horrendous. horrendous. Calm as a bitch. It surely is. Next up, you've already heard him. He's a man who would have had Hollywood sorted out in no time. If only Hollywood was a horse. Left, right, dynamite. It's gadget. Punching all over the place. Just punch. So much punching. And finally, the man who Tom Cruise based his whole life on barring his hairline, who stares down danger in the face every week with those news intros. It's Biggie. <laughs> Thank you, I think. Uh, Candy is not with us tonight because her bed has arrived and she's instantly become <laughs> a Twitch gaming sensation and sacked us off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to laugh that much. <laughs> I've seen photos, guys. Listener, I've seen photos that you do not want to see. <laughs> that Todd Howard pillow is going to have more candy in its face than if you trip for oh. candy and pick a mix. <laughs> the best gift she ever received, that. It is. Done in. I did, uh, I did suggest that, well, I've bet a fiver that she's going to fall out of the bed tonight because she's spent 100%. 10 years sleeping on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone, other than Oodles, who's clearly dying? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Little peek behind the curtain. We're recording this a night later because everyone was useless yesterday. <laughs> I was I were worse than uh, today. Not everyone. I Hello. Worse. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was ready you, to do Biggie. You could have done your own episode. Yeah, it could have been just you didn't Biggie. Do it. You could have just had an hour and a half of Biggie, which I'm sure everyone would have been completely happy with. Just Biggie talking to the void for an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, Candy was Candy was fine yesterday. You could have an hour and a half of like Biggie and pod. Candy together. Yeah. Not them two together on their own. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard Scott Sheep. You've heard what happens when it's just them two. Oh, they need no adult way. supervision. Yeah. Um, and I had my exam today, which I think went all right, but we'll see. Well done. Good lad. What, um, I'm more... Good lad. What, what um, riveting tome did you have to revise this time? <laughs> this one is uh, Team Dynamics and Change. What really annoyed me about this, this book is 173 it, pages long. Right? Yeah. Wow. Covers so many different subjects. The exam probably covered about 20% of what I've learned, about 80% of the stuff that I've sat there and learned, mm-hmm. and all these mm-hmm. theories, all these names, everything wasn't even in it. Just potluck. <laughs> yeah. Most, most professional wow. exams I've ever done over the years for like my various accreditations have always been like that. You'll like sit and do like three months of learning and loads of online courses or classroom courses, and the test is like 10% of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
Ah, sigh. Got another one on Friday, and that's me done for the summer. You'll smash it, mate. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to announce my, uh, my uh, what I'd like, for the YouTube viewers, my, what I entitled my Sinead O'Connor era. I've <laughs> cut all my hair off. <laughs> yeah. Noth- nothing compares to me. And I'm enjoying it. You're I'm right. Nothing does quite out. compare to you. You're 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 a, you're a law unto yourself. <laughs> I, I'm enjoying getting out of the bath and shaking my head dry. <laughs> you almost you almost look like me and Gadget now. <laughs> you're just fucking wandering around the house like a shaggy dog, just shaking the water off. You. Yeah. <laughs> she, she, told, she told me over day. She went, "You still need to drag your hair with a towel." I went, "No, <laughs> no." <laughs> yeah, I now have the longest hair with the bo- oh, the boys. Anyway, you do. You do, mate. But mine will grow back in about three weeks and it'll be longer than yours. Probably. <laughs> I'm still comforted right. by having the longest beard. Mm. If I if I grew, if I grew mine out, I'd, I'd challenge. No, you I wouldn't. Just, I just don't like would it. You? I just, <laughs> I just don't vote, man. Yeah, I just don't would like growing it out. I'm just, not, I'm just not a beard man, that's all. Is this would shortest you my do beard? it for charities? Yeah, what do you think? This is, this is the shortest my beard's been in years and it's like fucking ten times longer than Stig's stubble. Should we, oh, should, should, should we do a charity <laughs> thing this year much. and get Stig to do No Shave November? Yeah. No, because oh. nothing will happen. He used to do a full year. <laughs> just want to see what happens after. Have to draw it on with I, a did, I did all of lockdown, <laughs> and it was horrendous. How about Stig? Me and you, we go completely chin bald, and we'll just see who gets to a beard first. Well, you, you, on, you, 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 you let's get do back is, to that. The winner becomes ultimate I want to go male. back to that because we, we we created this podcast during lockdown. You did not have a beard. Oh, I shaved it before that. <laughs> oh, did you now? <laughs> well, okay, I let it grow for about two months and I got some... I've got a picture of me with a moustache. Um, <laughs> two months gadget, a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a like, moustache in a day. <laughs> I see, I see, you just need to skip your, skip your lunchtime in three o'clock yeah, shaves but... and you have a moustache. Just think, You'll get there, much, baby. Just You'll think get how there. much I save on save on the shaving Loads. stuff. Cause I, cause I barely Loads. have to use it. Yeah, man. Anyway, I envy you. Sod this chat. We need some biggies breaking news, and there's lots this week. Give it to us. You may already know, but he doesn't because it's time for biggies breaking news. Here's a little news I spoke. You might want to listen for a joke. Don't worry. (laughs) It's Biggie. (laughs) In every pod, we have some updates. But don't worry about the patron rates. Don't worry. It's Biggie. Don't worry. It's Biggie. Okay. Moving. Thank you. Don't worry. I can't hear the my notes today. I can only the company Not today. Yes, moving swiftly on. Uh, here we go. Microsoft wins FTC fight to buy Activision Blizzard. Yay! It's done. Has it? A California judge. Sort of. A California, a California judge is allowing Microsoft to close its acquisition of Activision Blizzard after five days of gruelling testimony. Microsoft still faces an ongoing antitrust case by the Federal Trade Commission, but Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley has listened to arguments from both the FTC and Microsoft and has decided to deny the regulator's request for a preliminary injunction. As this, this was announced, years. 
<laughs> Sony Group Corporation, their shares fell as much as 2.7%. What? Yeah. May as well die. And ironically, over. Almost as soon as this was announced, Microsoft has signed a binding agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the uh, acquisition. So there you go. A lot it's of all people keep saying it's not about Call of Duty. I mean, it clearly fucking is, isn't it? Mm. That's all they care about. It clearly is. I mean, Oodles, you're sorting it. You can have your annual Call of Duty on your PlayStation now. I'm so happy. You've played more Call of Duty than I have in the last 10 years. I love that. I, I genuinely do like the Call of Duty campaigns. I think they're good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I genuinely think, I genuinely now, think they're good. And now I can get it on Game Pass in 2025. Just smash a campaign and delete it. So smash bit. a campaign, yeah. yeah I don't perfect. have to, yeah, I don't yeah, have to yeah, spend... Yeah. yeah, I don't have to pay full whack just for a campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only if it's good, sense. though. Also get the Spyro reboot. Even the bad Call of Duty <laughs> campaigns are better than fucking Killzone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Wow. Come on. Play the game, Flower. Next. <laughs> you uh, mate, uh, do, do I have to do next? Because you're not... Obviously, no, feeling great. So I have to do it to myself. It. I was about okay, to, but, go you know. Next. Go on. No. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, can we talk about Activision then, shall we? <laughs> A major announcement. I think his name is it Larry Herb. Is that actually how you pronounce his surname? Also no known idea. as Major Nelson. After 20 incredible years, he announced. I have decided to take a step back and work on the next chapter of my career. As I take a moment and think about all that we've done together, I want to thank the millions of gamers around the world who have included me as part of their lives. Also, thanks to the Xbox team members for trusting me to have a great direct dialogue with our customers. The future is bright for Xbox, and as a gamer, I am excited to see the evolution. Thanks, and I'll see you online. Who's that again? Major Nelson. Major Nelson. Oh, Major Nelson. Oh, fucking hell, I didn't know what you're on about. Mm. Like, who the fuck's this? No, I didn't know him by Major Nelson. Yeah, same. He was quite iconic in the uh, Xbox 360 era. I like him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gives me that? free shit every Friday as well, but he never picks me. <laughs> Biggie's got loads. Biggie's got loads of codes. He's just not got an Xbox. He does as well. He's got a I bet he's got a pile. I bet he's got a pile of Xbox games that he's won, like I, actual physical I games. I haven't. Bullshit. And also, he's probably got a lot of physical. A lot of Xbox games he's asked Kurt for. Hundred <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent. Nope. Uh, he's like yeah. Kurt, please, and Kurt, Kurt's like, I've only got Xbox. He's like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> to see the X, bitch. <laughs> kind of end of an era for uh, Major Nelson, it, but, but you know, fine. People move on. You know, Reggie's in, in my eyes. He's yeah, not he's... as big as Reggie was. Yeah, no, he isn't. Next. Accused GTA 6 leaker deemed unfit to stand trial by psychiatrists. He faces 12 charges for various computing no-no's. After a catastrophic leaks or dozens of work-in-progress GTA 6 videos and screenshots that emerged online, the accused perpetrator, 18-year-old Orion Curtage, I think his name is, has been deemed unfit to stand trial following assessment. As a result... Uh, Reuters reports that a jury will now need to determine whether he's committed the acts as opposed to delivering a more traditional guilty or not guilty verdict. And I, I thought, okay, fair enough. And then I read a bit more into this, and it now says that Kurtage is in trouble for much more than holding Rockstar to ransom. He's also accused right. of hacking taxi app Uber, computer chip manufacturing video, and financial tech firm Revolut, as well as blackmailing mobile networks, BT and EE. Oh no, he's not God. fit at all. Yeah, I think okay, it, I fair think, enough. I, 
I think he might. What? But I think he might be going to jail. I think he <laughs> might just be going to jail. I can't believe wow. that's his defence. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> it's not his defence. It's just it's just clearly just managed to wrangle it so that he doesn't have to actually stand in the trial. What a dingbat! Oh, what, well, ding- what a yeah. smart, smart dingbat! Yeah, possibly someone who should not be allowed near a computer ever again. I'd love to hack something. Oh, He'd be like that ha- guy from Hackers, won't he? That what's his name? The planet. Yeah, what's his name? Johnny Lee Johnny Miller. Johnny Miller. Yeah, that's him. That's him. <laughs> that's him, that's him in real life. life. Yeah, hack the planet. <laughs> oh god, imagine being able to hack. I bet Gadget knows how to hack. I do. It's incredibly boring. Like yeah, a, my oh. my friend once showed me how. Is that he... like bashing keyboards? And... No, no, it... no. You just put your point. Your point is. It, a lot of like most hacks are either like uh, getting someone's details by social engineering, or knowing the password, or um, using like a script to just like attack and attack some, uh, something until it like until you break through. Like it's not it's not like fucking swordfish where you've got ten thousand oh, screens around doing you it. and Halle Berry getting her tits out around you. Yeah, she's like hacking. That's what uh, I want. Yeah, oh, in, like, <laughs> in hackers, they're like floating around the actual like, yeah. cyberspace out there, <laughs> clicking on stuff. Yeah, it's not that. It's a lot of black no. screens with white text on I them. I'd be like, reboot. <laughs> Remember reboot? The fucking reboot, man. <laughs> hey, fucking let's stop, stop bad mouthing reboot. My, my friend once showed me it, and it was literally just him. Like, he says, I'm not, he wouldn't, not doing anything like bad. It's just, I just wanted to do okay. it and prove it. He went, Look, I'm in some guy's computer. That's his files. That was it. Like, he's been in my computer too many times, to be honest. <laughs> See things. <laughs> yes. yes. Don't click on that file. Too late. Yeah, the file named Biggie. <laughs> Secret, yeah. Secret Biggie, Biggie file. You got to watch yourself Never. on these podcast meetups, mate. Next. <laughs> the. Uh... Talking about trouble, the South Korean Game Rating Board, also known as the Game Rated Administration Committee, has been found guilty of embezzlement after an audit by the South Korean government. According to Niche Gamer, based on a report by the South Korean outlet Insight Korea, Grack has come into the sights of the anti-corruption authorities due to reports made by upset players of Blue Archive, a mobile game with gacha mechanics developed by Nexon Games. The age rating had recently been raised from 15 to 18, and um, some of the content was estimated to be too graphic. The players disagreed with this change. Around 5,500 of them launched a petition. And then following this, it ended up being an investigation. It turned out they've been embezzling $46,000 in funds, allegedly funneling the money into mining cryptocurrency. No way. There you go. All right, the buggers, aren't they? Little buggers. <laughs> so a little, little buggers. going on over in Far East, isn't there? That's all. The, that's what they love. They love a bit of embezzlement. I mean, I mean, to be fair, Yuji Naka's pushing that to to a certain level. It's not. He's the king. He's the top end of it. Like he embezzled millions. <laughs> They've just done forty six grand. It's a bit different. Yeah. Fuck now it. the crypto Keep it coming. kings. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Next. Topple the government. Something close to Stiggy's heart. A shocking study reveals eighty seven percent of classic games are critically endangered. A new study by the Video Game History Foundation has revealed the shocking state of video game preservation. A study conducted in partnership with Software Preservation Network has determined that a staggering 87% of classic video games released in the United States are endangered. According to the report, just 13% of video games history is currently represented in the marketplace. This means nearly 9 in 10 classic games are only accessible via original hardware, visiting a video game library or resorting to piracy. 
this is why you need physical media. Yes. And why I keep saying it over and over again, even now, even with modern games, because 10, 15 years down the line, if these games are just put out on servers, what's to stop them just pulling them and getting rid of them? Like Disney did with all those like films and TV shows recently. You can't access yeah, I them can't anymore. Wa- I can't watch Song of the South anywhere. Not that. But <laughs> like it might have failed and only been a one season thing, but that Willow got pulled and literally it was made, watched, and then Disney just got rid of it. Yeah, like, it's gone, isn't it? If if you do that, start doing that with games, then you know a lot of people like to play retro games and go back and play them, don't they? Yeah. In many many years' time, what we're playing now, people might want to go back and play, and they can't if it's there's no physical media version of it. Yeah, so it's bollocks, isn't it? It's, it's not a fair. slippery slope into losing a culture, I think. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Need to do mm. something. Why do they don't do they have like a film library in, in America for stuff as well? Why don't they do a game one? I think there's there was a place I'm sure I mentioned it before, there was a museum. Like an or official one like for, together. for the whole world. Yeah, I think so. Pool those masters in and, and just get it fucking get it in a museum, man. Because I think the rights holders want to want to stop other people making yeah. money from it, or don't want to give things away for free. Well, you know it's worse for that Nintendo. Yeah, they're they they, they will they will hold like the master copy of a game and then re-release it ten years later as a deluxe edition, no changes. Like, they, will, like, they do like to do that. Yeah, for fifty pounds. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, look look what they did, or rather didn't do with the Mario All Stars edition. Didn't do any exactly. fucking changes to it. No, just release it. Here's fifty pounds for these yep. games. I mean, Galaxy's Boom. amazing. Yeah, but fifty quid. No. Next, <laughs> the Last of Us composer Gustavo Santalala, I think his name is. Uh, apologies if I got that wrong. Has suggested that a new Most version of Part Two <laughs> is on the horizon. In an interview with Spanish site Blender, the composer alluded to an updated edition of Part Two, which players will be able to interact with his character in Jackson. In the new editions, you can make me play certain themes, he said of his banjo playing cameo in the game. However, the composer stopped short revealing any more details, saying, I can't tell you anything else. He basically so guess... already has done. He basically already has done there that he's told us it's going to be a remaster. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked it. But I guess in, in reality, I guess he might be suggesting maybe a native PlayStation 5 version or perhaps I've seen the I've seen the, the other leaks since then where it's like 120 frames per second mode. There's, um, this, they've added deleted scenes but but you, they're not in the game you have to watch them separately like what the fuck <laughs> do you know what I mean it's a game I mean, we're having got... deleted scenes I think in a game if they're going to port it to the PC have they, have they finished the first one on PC yet what the fuck I just yeah. um, I mean it could say like what's the point because it's there PS4 you could play that on the PS5 but yeah in 60 like the difference between The Last of Us and The Last of Us Remastered that was, you, you can tell the difference between the PS3 and PS4 version. So substantial. I yeah. guess in this is probably, I don't know because the PS4 is a big leap on it, whereas PS5 think, isn't. So no. I think I, I'd be I'd be a bit miffed with it if they um, did it as like a charge seventy dollar. If they charge a full whack and do a seventy dollar release, if mm. because because the part two came out just before the PS5 dropped. I mean, it's literally a few months before. Uh, Three much, years now. But yeah, much, much like. The, actually, the original last was to PS3 to PS4. Um, it did. But if they do like a 10 quid upgrade 
fine. I'm good with that because what, I like Death Stranding. Yeah, like Death Stranded. Like, because I still have the discs for it. I'm, I'm going to play it at some point. But you know, if, mm-hmm. if they can say, "Oh, ten and upgrade a PS5 version," great. I'll fucking do that. I don't want to pay sure, seventy yeah. quid to play it. You know? No, 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 no. But this is what they're doing in it until we get whatever Naughty Dog doing next. Got no games, have we? Got Another no remastered version of Part One. Yeah, I mean, they've not. <laughs> they said they weren't going to work on something new, aren't they? But they've not released any well, details of really of. They've still got the Last of Us multiplayer that they said they would do, which seems to have spun guess. off into its own thing. And people are going to just not be interested in that by the time that comes out. That's been so long now. It was deeply yeah, average in the first game. No, no, no. Factions were good, but it didn't have a long add on. I'm, I'm convinced. Not a full game. I'm convinced that they're working on The Last of Us Three, and they're not. They're saying, "Oh, if we find a story, we'll do it." But pre- I'm pretending. Yeah, I'm convinced they've got yeah. a team working on that, so it's ready for. By the time this TV series finishes, catches up with the game that comes out, then we film the next series of the TV show, and it all. Mm. We don't end up with a Game of Thrones situation, basically, where yeah. they just have to make something up. That's what I'm going with. I'm convinced that they know. Like it. They, yeah. 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 Next. Over to the world of film and TV. As Stig already alluded to, the Screen Actors Guild strike. Actors have joined the writers on the Hollywood picket lines, including Jason Sudeikis, Susan Sarandon, and thousands of other actors have joined screenwriters for Hollywood's biggest strike in more than six decades. Actors will not appear in films or even promote movies during the stoppage. Great. Major films in production, including the Avatar and Gladiator sequels, may be affected by the shutdown. No, no. I mean, it would be so Um, sad if Avatar and Gladiator sequels (laughs) ended up being (laughs) cancelled. Because they lost the budget. Deadpool 3, though, aren't there? See, that's that's not good news. Like, Hugh Jackman spent all that time probably getting back into shape, and they're like, Hugh, we need you to carry on just staying in shape for the next... God knows how long, whatever. Indefinite period. <laughs> Damaging yeah. your 50 plus year old body. Yeah, just keep keep working out. Keep eating all that yeah. chicken. This might kill you. <laughs> yeah. If you like figures, about 160,000 performers stopped work at midnight um, of the That's strike. Why I, didn't, joining I didn't want in, to do the podcast yesterday. Solidarity. <laughs> joining the 11,500 members of the Writers Guild of America. You know, you, you, you know, you know, Oodles, you can't say that because you'll go to prison for that because we're, we're not allowed to do solidarity strikes in this country thanks to Mrs. Thatcher. Oh. Hey, hey, hey. 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 The hey, hey, now. The studios and streamers have reportedly have no intention of negotiating with the writer's guild for several more months. The end game is apparently to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses, a studio executive told Deadline. That's nice. Yeah, that was has not gone down well. That I that is pretty much I think the reason why the actors decided to jump in. Yeah, they yep. heard that and they're just like, "Are you fucking for real?" And like, right, yeah, we're exactly. jumping in. Have you seen Ron Perlman's response oh, have, to that? Yeah. <laughs> he went yeah. full sons of anarchy with that. Yes, one. he did. He was not happy with that. <laughs> He's like, everyone and knows who it is that said it. Like, <laughs> and from today's announcement. SAG AFTRA National Executive Director Duncan Crabtree Island, wow, that's a name, passionately went into more details about what Hollywood Studios offered in regards to the AI issue. 
in that groundbreaking AI proposal, they proposed that our background performers should be able to be scanned, get paid for one day's pay, and the company should own that scan, their image, their likeness, and for people to use it for the rest of uh, eternity in any project they want with no consent and no compensation. Nope. Fuck no way. Right yeah. off with that. Fuck right no off. Way. Do you know no what? Way. I was reading some stuff on Twitter as well where some like part-time actors and, and like up up-and-comers people trying to get the you know leg into the business and that but like we've worked on shows where we were scanned and we had no idea why hmm. and now they're like a lot of them are just like we're worried that this is why like and now they're just going to own Samuel our Jackson, uh, because us in the to back of for it. working on marvel yeah did you um on the ai bit did you see that oh, i tried to i was going to tag it tag it into you on tiktok someone did a five minute podcast between two ais it's fucking atrocious. But they were like, this is the future of podcasts. It's I'm like, if you, touch, if you touch my radio, fuck off. And right now, AI <laughs> is crap because it can only Shine. use what has come before. It What's, can't what exists. It can't think of anything new. It has to take what has already happened and existed and try and reformat it into something new. Simon Pegg was on about it saying it just AI does not have an an emotion. It doesn't have no. experiences. It doesn't have breakup experiences. It doesn't have grief and trauma that that writers and creators put into their work. It can't do that. You've seen those fucking um look at the credits for what's it? Uh, Secret Invasion. They look shit. Created by AI. Are they? There's no there's, yeah. there's no there's no love yeah. to it. No. There's, You've there's seen no, I mean you, there's some I've of the people me on artist, TikTok. Like you know, oh, God, you know yeah. absolute <laughs> nightmare fuels where people just put like yeah they put like a a scenario in uh, like oh God Jeremy Clarkson yeah. eating pencils and it's fucking yeah. nightmare fuel. He's like these are the yeah. greatest pencils in the world. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> AI just isn't that good. But we don't it, know. The problem is them wanting to push that concept and that technology. You're going, Here's Richard Hammond. He's a dick. He's a dick. He's yeah. a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> yeah, they're funny, but. I mean, yeah. I mean the, 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 I think the AI proposal that they're talking about, obviously, it's it's disgusting, but it's the whole point of using AI image generation to put extras in the background and stuff turn like that, so they don't have now, to hire turn hire it all them. off. Um, turn it off. Which I don't, I don't like. I, what I do like though is just seeing on on Twitter and TikTok and threads and whatever, like all the people who are supporting it and all the actors who are coming, like. I do like that the big actors, you know, the multi-millionaire actors are coming out to support it as well. It's not a fuck you got mine situation. They're all And they're involved. losing a lot of money because they are earning a lot of money. Yeah. Well, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah, but it's also like, you know, like, like Matt Damon is supporting, he, he's, he's, he's put together a fund for, um, yeah. jobbing actors to who, yeah, to, yeah. To, to help keep them paid during this, you know? So it's like, yeah. it, it comes back to it and it, it's, it's, it's good that they're doing that. And I think ultimately the actors will win because now the actors and the writers are off there. That hasn't happened since the sixties, I think. The, We've all been no there. It's very hard to act. It, it's very hard to fucking act. Even a background actor, it's very hard to fucking act. I yeah. did. Um, I think I read this uh, interview with Brian Cox, and he said that this could go on for almost a year. You know, if they stand their ground and just say that we're not budging until this is resolved, this could put production on. So have you seen many that? Things have you seen that prediction? That stat that they're saying something like, "If this carries on, there'll be a full week or two or something like that without a single release on anything." Even digital yeah. stuff. And it'll be the first time since the mediums existed that there won't be a new release. I think it'll be like 
January or something like that. Good, I can finally yeah, catch January, up. On, January, January. Finally, that's finally catch up on my seven hundred film. Watch list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but yeah. when you think about that, that's insane. It's yeah. good though since because that time, what, since that time you first went to cinema, Biggie, with that train. Now, there's always been a release. Yeah, but what it means as well is if they if they drag it out and drag out these studios and we're unwilling to budge, if they've got nothing to put on their programs, people are just going to be like, well, unsubscribe. Yeah, people are going to, like, they're not going to go to the cinema and they're, they're going to lose trust in it. And they're just going to be like, well, you're not putting anything out. Disney are already losing money. Like, um, Indiana Jones is set to lose a lot of money. Yeah. You Warner, know, still... Warner Brothers have taken an absolute bath on the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that, though. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but still, but the Flash is, is going to end its theatrical run with less money than Green Lantern did. Yeah. It's mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> they're losing oh, I... money. With it. And <sighs> that's fucked up. They need to come to a compromise, otherwise they're going to get to a point where they have no content and customers will go, well, fine, I'll just do something else. What bothers me, though, about this is, like, people that consider themselves cinephiles on Twitter, on uh, threads, saying, oh, they're just being petty, being petty. I'm like, if it's a medium you love, support the people that are helping that yeah. medium exist. Yeah, even, even if you are, and I don't think anyone listening to our show would be... Oh, they're just rich people like the actors trying to get more money. They're not doing it. For, they, they don't need the money. They're doing it in solidarity of yeah. the people yeah. who can't afford, to, like, to just not get paid because they were there at one point. That yeah. was them at one point. They, they yeah, were up and coming actors yeah. who didn't have a, a money. They have to live in these these cities that cost two thousand yeah. dollars a week rent, and they get paid two thousand dollars a month. <laughs> and it affects, it affects their um, healthcare plans as well. It does, yeah. Oh, massively. Because massively. Um, uh, America is just a toxic, hate-filled, uh, horrible place. <laughs> anyway, before we get into unions too much and bashing America, um, pay, pay your writers, pay your actors, and support it. We yes. will. We yeah, do. Man. So, yeah, next. Man. Well, ironically, uh, the, uh, the Last of Us uh, has been nominated for Best Writing at the Emmys. So, um, well, just in the sense that recognising the Don't fact that we've got some fantastic shows of late, and The Last of Us got nominated for the best writing at the end. Did you see that episode? Um, episode three, four, was it? Mm, it was episode three. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just wondering where the irony is. No, never mind. <laughs> well, I think that's lost. I was going to get into it, but um, Craig just, Manson just has also off, confirmed <laughs> when it actually. <laughs> When it gets going, um, he's confirmed that The Last of Us Part 2 will be split into two seasons for the HBO series. The show will not end with season two unless people don't watch it and it will get cancelled. People watch it. But, yeah, yeah watch season three it. is I planned love, I, as well. I loved it. I loved um, the first season. Yeah, there is no way you could do that game in one season. No way. No. In no. nine episodes. The game is basically two games in one anyway. Yeah, it's two. Like, if they follow the yeah. same... I hope they follow the same path. I do. I do because it's more effective that way. If they start yep. s- s- switch, yeah, switching between the them, it's not the same. Follow the same way that the game did it because yep. that worked. That got you. You know, it got it got the internet angry. Yeah, and I love that. <laughs> I mean, the show's gonna get internet angry, and then you just gonna play the game. It's all in Fucking there. Fucking girls, yeah. girls can't punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, they can. And yeah. keep talking like that, and you'll get punched by one. I can't wait for it. It's going to be great. Um, I can't. Next. 
It's not the same when noodles doesn't do it. Um, also nominated oh, well. was Andor. More on that later. Uh, one of their episodes, One Way Out, was also nominated at the enemy. Uh, Great episode. <laughs> enemies. The enemies. The enemies. The enemy. <laughs> Although Bob Iger, um, who's not very popular at the moment, he also says they'll be reducing oh. spending and creation for the new MCU and Star Wars projects. I think it's got fuck all money left. <laughs> Good if it means they actually focus on some. Uh, this, this, they've diluted it too much. Quality. Yeah. MCU. MCU. Like Get they, rid of all this fucking multiverse nonsense and start again. Yeah, the multiverse stuff doesn't bother me if, if you write it properly. Like, look at Spider Verse; you can do multiverse perfectly fine. I think the CW. True. I never watched it, but everyone seems to praise their multiverse stuff. The Arrowverse is good. Yeah, if you just write it good, it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some um, of the some of the uh, the Flash TV show, the earlier seasons were fantastic. There just seems to be no synergy with the MCU at the moment. Like, no fucker has said, like, we're, all, we're about seven or eight films down now, and no one has mentioned the big celestial poking out of the fucking ocean. <laughs> like, we no... have Stig. We've mentioned it <laughs> many, many times, times. Because, what the fuck? <laughs> That's a pretty big event. Why is the world not losing its axis? Why is it not... <laughs> it's too heavy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm quite happy with that. I know I love the yeah. MCU, uh, but if they just focus on it, and not just throw shitloads of TV and films out in a year. Like, yeah, happy with that. Well, Next. speaking of Marvel, Deadpool 3, as uh, alluded to earlier, uh, Hugh Jackman's yellow Wolverine suit was unveiled by Ryan Reynolds. By alert. It is. I don't That's, like it. I know, I know you said it's only a, <laughs> only a costume, but I just they don't need to spoil it. I'll get into this with one of my reviews later. Uh, but... This should have been old school and made him have an orange suit, orange and brown. But I just would have been more yeah. like, yeah, it gets people talking about it on the internet for a day. But if you wait for that reveal for the trailer, you then get that. You're more excited to see oh, it in the trailer. Then you start getting all those reaction videos of people losing their mind. That's bigger than just here's a pu- here's a picture and throwing it on Twitter. Mm. In my opinion. Who, like, knows? Who fucking knows nowadays, mate? You just don't know anymore. They've also said the Electra's coming back for it, and I've seen other pictures which has a broken up 20th Century Fox logo in the background. Uh oh. So <laughs> on the Empire podcast, they were discussing the the potential of is this going to be like Deadpool pulling the Fox characters officially from the Fox universe into the into Disney? I know what they're doing. <laughs> I know what they're doing, and I don't want to spoil it. They're doing Days of Future Pool, aren't they? That, that one of the runs that he did. Where Deadpool literally went into Days of Future Past, that arc in the comics, and just stole everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they're doing. And they're, I've just clicked on, yeah, it's Days of Future Pool. That's what it's going to be. They're pulling the Fox characters into yeah. the MCU. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Next. Well, this has made Sticky happy. James Cameron has announced there's a new Alita Battle Angel movie in the works. Mm. Good. Good. You got your wish, Good. mate. I enjoyed the first one. Wasn't like That's amazing, really but I actually yeah, really enjoyed it. And it's had a little. I liked everyone. I liked everyone in it. Yeah, I had a little teaser at the end that was mm-hmm. there was a mm-hmm. sequel coming. Good, good bit of anime cinema in it. I just wish he was directing it and putting his effort yes. into that. Yeah, and just offer some high concept sci-fi. Yeah, it's it's very anime. It's very um, cinematic. It it looks weird in in places, but it's supposed to be. So yeah. it's not like. Not dropping the ball in any. It's it's a solid like, I think it's like a seven out of ten film, mate. Yeah, 
So yeah, it was enjoyable. It. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Next. Be- better than uh, the Mortal Engines. Remember that one? <laughs> I said. I said next. <laughs> <laughs> I like this new thing. Um, Superman Legacy is mentioned last week. Some more casting has been announced. Nathan Fillion has been cast as Guy Gardner. Isabella no Merced with a proper, has been proper ball cut as well. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Bang into that. Love Guy Gardner. Isabella Merced or Merced has been cast as Hawk Girl, and Eddie Kathegi has been cast as Mister Terrific. I don't recognise any of these characters. Mr. Terrific's no Green Lantern. Oh, these are mega characters. Oh, Hot Girl's better than Hawkman. And Guy Gardner's the best Green Lantern, not Al Jordan, so you can all fuck off. And suck and do. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you guys don't know. Guy Gardner's incredible with his goofy hair. Um, Jim's going to say these aren't just there to set up future films. This isn't there to set Good. up a Hot Girl film and a Mr. Terrific film. They're just in the story to tell Superman's story and what he wants to do. So the, the part of the film. It's terrific. They're not I there can't for living... extended DC stuff. Yeah. Oh, you'd love Mr. Terrific if we never heard of him. Get into that Wikipedia deep dive, mate. There's some fucking reveals <laughs> on that guy. Woo, he's terrific. I need to look into DC characters. I don't know many. I don't mm. know much outside of like Justice League and Bat- Batman Universe. Yeah. Oh, there's some fucking crazy cats, I'm telling you. Oof. Next. Nick Offerman and Holt Mac- uh, McAllany, I think that's right, have been cast in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part McAlea. 2. McAllany? McAllany? McAllany. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, I was surprised by this because I actually assumed they'd done a, like a back-to-back filming for the uh, no. Mission Impossible, but obviously no, not. No, because the first one was like plagued. By COVID, like they were on and off it for ages. So, and and by Tom Cruise wanting to do mega stunts four times in a row. <laughs> some of them stunts look insane. That I'm mm. not a massive Tom Cruise fan, but I respect some of them behind the scenes I've seen. That man's a fucking—he's yeah. well, like an idiot. What's it, the bike off the cliff one? Because that's that's the big one that's going he around. Did it all four times. Christmas. Yeah, five, five, <laughs> five, five times. He's a fucking idiot. He doesn't need to do it, but he's <laughs> like, no, I'm doing it. I've got a bit of res- <laughs> some like newfound respect for the man. Yeah, well, well apparently it's going well, isn't it? Two very good ideas, a, yeah. so happy with that. Something like $240 million budget, and it's already done $280 million yeah. as of today yeah. already. I think it's about three dollars now. Open so. so. yeah, weekend. Yeah, they had, to, they had to start a bit earlier because of Oppenheimer and Barbie, because Oppenheimer's taking all the IMAX screens off it this week. <laughs> so <laughs> they decided to it's release it. It's a Nolan it. film. It's going to happen, isn't it? He owns IMAX. They decided book. to release it on a Monday rather than a Friday. Someone's going to someone I know is doing the the double bill. They're watching Barbie in IMAX and then Oppenheimer. In IMAX. Oh, you've got to do it the other way around, surely. Yeah. I I said that. I said you're gonna go. You're gonna go home depressed. Yeah, you gotta go. <laughs> you gotta go up home like after watching the fun film. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's gonna walk, go home after seeing like 25 million Japanese people being obliterated by an atomic bomb. Oh no, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You don't need to see that. Oppenheimer, lunch. Barbie. So it's the Boom Brunch Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the BBB. Yeah. In fact, I think uh, actually I need to book my tickets. I think we're, I think Pip and I are going to do that this weekend. I'm not doing Barbie. I'm off to see Oppenheimer. Oh, I've already booked God. it. I'm going to do both. They've both... I can't ref- be fucked bo- with Barbie, oh, mate. mate. They've both reviewed really well. Isn't Barbie at something like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes? Or yeah. Something? Now and a half, two hours of Marco <laughs> Robbie, front and centre. No, oh, well, no, you twisted my arm a little bit. <laughs> on an IMAX. Mm. Because yes, but my <laughs> wife's in Oppenheimer, and my wife's in Oppenheimer, and apparently she's nude. So 
It's going to be all right. <laughs> Talented and beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, next. Any more? Uh, is it Hayao or Hayao Hayo Miyazaki? Miyazaki? I want to get that right. His final movie, Hayo. How Do You Live, opens with 11.3 million US dollars in, oh, sorry, yen, I guess, in Japan. No, I mean, that would be US dollars. 11.3 million yen is like 15 quid. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> I haven't made more than that. It, it's just right like, now. I just looked because it, it said in Japan, which threw me for a second. Um, it's Studio Ghibli's yeah. second highest opening in the country. Wow. It's badass. Good. It looks really good. It yep. looks really good. He, um, it's done that without any trailers. I was going to say, I've not yep. seen a single any promotion the cover stuff. art. Um, I've, I, I've, I've seen the cover art, and that's why I'm saying it looks good. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> um, it looks good. It's called something else over here in Western. Is it? Yeah, a boy and he's something. I can't remember Bog. what it's called. Mm. But it's... Um, Still got released it. No US or UK or European released it. They might not now with all this shit going on. Fuck knows when we'll get well, neat. Well, it's made though, isn't it? And, no, and there you go. Like, like Yeah, but Studio Ghibli just they have literally released a film with no trailer or promotional material other than that one picture, and it's a Hayao Miyazaki film. And then it's it got, final one. Well, I mean it probably is at this age now, but it's yeah, come on. Hayao, Hayao Miyazaki. His final one was three films ago, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I watch shit out of it when it comes out. He just he just had to put right the mess his son left. That's all. Oh, that's the reason that he's made this film. I o- I open his will. His son reads it and says, "Right, son, you can fuck off." That's <laughs> number one. The reason the reason is is because he couldn't let Studio Ghibli's last film potentially be it, the, the worst. Fucking whatever in the earwig one. Oh, God, it was so yes, it's the it worst terrible. Studio Ghibli film. I hated it so much. I haven't I even finished it, mate. I watched most of it. I haven't even bought it. I've got the whole collection on DVD, and I just yeah. Part of me's like I should buy it because it's part of a no. the collection, but also it'll never get watched. Just over your wallet. <laughs> anyway, is that it? Over to the world of weird. No, yeah. Outrage at Tourism Agency after a Philippines advert used footage from other countries. The DDB <laughs> Philippines Agency released a statement and said it profusely apologised to the country's tourism secretary and the Department of Tourism, as well as the people of the Philippines. The company used non original stock footage in a video shown to launch one of its campaigns called Love the Philippines. The video featured many different shots, including aerial footage of sand dunes in Brazil, as well as footage <laughs> of a man. Riding a buggy in the desert in the United Arab Emirates. Is the Philippines a particularly sandy country that they could get away with that? (laughs) They haven't got a desert at all. Imagine if they're like they're really fucked up and it just like features like Big Ben or (laughs) (laughs) Tower. (laughs) The thing is, right? Like the tourism that has to go through in every country on the planet goes through government before it's even so many people. What are that, what is that government not doing? <laughs> well, they're explaining the mishap. The agency said in a post, well, the use of stock footage in mood videos is standard practice in the industry. The use of foreign stock yes. footage was an unfortunate oversight on our agency's part. Fucking Proper screening and approval processes should have been strictly followed. The use of foreign stock footage in a campaign promoting the Philippines is highly inappropriate and contradictory to DOT's objectives. Idiot. <laughs> they should just blame it on AI. Such a beautiful country to go and see anyway. Why would they waste it? They've clearly left it to the intern on a Friday afternoon while they all went to the pub. Or the AI. Or the AI. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's coming like... to get you, Oodles. Philippines are beautiful. You, you can literally just take one photo of some of the beaches and that's it. Done. Stop yeah. Again. Stop saying that. It's Brand coming new. to get you. <laughs> it's a great place. Highly anyway, that's Biggie's mm. breaking news. Done and dusted for one more week. Right, we're going to get into the Nexus. It's a reviews week. So we're going to talk about what we've done the last two weeks. So I hope you've all done something because you've had plenty of time to crack on. And because yeah, I wasn't here last week, I'm going to go first. Cool. So I went to see Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, part one. Mm. Ooh, just talking about that. Yeah. Um, so this is obviously the return of Tom Cruise, it's Vin Rims, Simon Pegg, uh, Rebecca Ferguson are back for what is described as their most dangerous mission yet, like every other film, always described <laughs> as their most dangerous mission yet. Uh, and this sees them um, being tracked down by new, some kind of new weapon that threatens humanity. Um, don't really want to get into any spoilers on what that is or who that is or anything like that. Um, I bet it's AI again. Because it Always is like AI. A massive ah. uh, kind of spoiler to get into that. Um, but yeah, I um, I thought it was great fun. Like really, a really, really exciting film. Um, it's not my favourite in the series. It's probably my third favourite because I don't think it comes without its flaws. But like the action is incredible. Like the set pieces, as you'd expect. The stunts, uh, we've, talk- we've just been talking about the stunts. Like, they're amazing. Uh, the that character. car chase with the uh, Fiat, I think it is, isn't it? That little mini car. Looks yeah, fucking that's awesome really the great. Um, the characters, there's just a character. If you've watched the last few Mission Impossible films, you know what the characters are like. They're they're really good fun. There's a there's a lot of comedy between them now now as well. Like they riff off each other like a lot better than I think they have ever done as well. Which kind of breaks things up a bit, which is really kind of welcomed. They've not it, gone too MCU with it. No, yet, no, no, but... no. It's it's like. It's not quippy and like, oh, this is yeah. a sad moment. But oh, look, here's a little one-liner. It's just the it's the perfect little bits of comedy in there. Um, mm. uh, Hayley Atwell is like now joining the oh, kind of franchise. She's in it, isn't she? she is really good. She plays off Tom Cruise uh, off really well. Uh, she plays a thief who kind of gets caught up in all of this business. Because she's she's great. She's act. She's kind of she's paid to steal something that obviously Ethan's after, and the bad guys are after, and all that kind of thing. So she kind of gets embroiled in it all. Uh, the villain is really good. He's kind of re- re- this relent- relentless like hitman. Um, he's the match to Ethan. Basically, he's he's a man that seems that Ethan seems to be afraid of as well, which is good because you don't often get Ethan Hunt being afraid. So mm. he's kind of the kind of met. He's met his match with this with this villain. Um, but yeah, uh, there's some really good moments of tension in it as well, which you don't really get in a lot of modern day blockbusters. Like you know, you compare it to something like Fast X, it's like no tension in that whatsoever. It's just set piece, set <laughs> piece, sure? set piece, and all that. Like even even the moments of peril, there's just there's no tension there, is there? There's, I have one issue with that. Very quickly, it's just that it's the last bit that you probably see in most of the trailers. Is the scene where they're the hanging? I think it's in a, a train. And the the hanging is uh, the train breaks up or whatever. Mm. And I hate it when the lead characters clearly got hold of somebody and they shout out, hold on, as if there's going to do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that gets used every time in those yeah. scenes. It's like, what? They, why do you say hold on? Of course they're going to hold on. Yeah. 
Um, just saying like, I've got you or something. Yeah. <laughs> just not, hold he, on. Well, he oh, kind of yeah. does in, in that moment. I won't really get into it. But yeah, there's like I, I said, the, the the action, the stunts, the characters, everything's like, that's that's brilliant. But there is a few things I didn't enjoy. I, I wasn't massively keen on the plot. It's very on the nose for today's world. The MacGuffin that they're chasing is... There's a lot of it, and there's a lot of sitting in the rooms talking about said MacGuffin over and over. Like, this conversation about the thing they're after, this key, is just had about four or five times with different sets of people. So as an audience member, you're like, yeah, we know all this. You don't need to keep <laughs> going over it just because it's a new character in the room. So, And there's like a trick that they play a few times, which gets a little bit boring. Like, they do it a few times towards the beginning of the film and it's fun, but then it just keeps getting repeated over and over again, which I thought was just a bit too much. Um, people turning up in the right place at the right time. It's a real bugbear with me in films where the protagonist knows all the information, but then the, the antagonist seems to know all of that too, too somehow. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And they just turn up. Bad but, intel. Yeah, there's, cop, there's these agents chasing Ethan, uh, but they always seem to know exactly where he is. But they're always there <laughs> too late. It's regardless of the fact that it's Ethan and his team sat there working out what they need to do next. Somehow these agents have got that same information. Where they got it from, I have no idea because the information is what Ethan's just gathered. Do you know what I mean? It's it's a bugbear of mine in the film. Some people might not care about it. Um, I, I know why it's done to just drive forward a bit of action and you know give the characters a bit of urgency. But it's the same thing. You know, when you get in a horror film where Michael Myers is chasing someone. They're fucking mm. pelting it somewhere. They go hide in the building and hide in a toilet cubicle. But and but he's behind the door. But he just happens to know exactly where they've gone, despite only walking <laughs> yeah. after them. It's like that. Um, yeah. Craig Tui, who was on our podcast, I was talking to him about it. He was when he came on for the horror month. He coined a phrase called the linear forest, which is no matter where someone is in a forest. Like the path is always they could run left, right, and center, but the but the bad guy always takes the linear path and meets the yeah meets the our hero doesn't like matter where on, you go doesn't matter where they go you. they're gonna find you and that kind of happens with this and that just kind of annoys me a little bit yeah but I get why it's done it's just it's for cinema mate yeah I know uh, and finally I'm annoyed by the bike being stunt being shown because they literally that would have been amazing to see blew their load with the biggest stunt in the film in the trailer and in the yeah. PR. I've literally watched that scene about 500 times because I adore that little making of the did. Yeah. Yeah. That should have come sensational. out. That should have come out now this week. Um, yes. I get that it's PR, but this film doesn't need to sell you on that Tom Cruise is going to do a big stunt. We know he's going to do a big stunt. Yeah. There's loads of other... This has got to be his best, his biggest. There's that. I think hanging on the edge of the plane was bigger because that has the potential for... You really did that, and yeah. I'll have watched that as yeah. well. Yeah. I'm going to watch these films. I should watch these films. Um, but yeah, Chris, Christopher McQuarrie said that there was bigger and better stunts in this. And while there's bigger and better set pieces, there isn't bigger and better stunts. That solo yeah. one stunt that Tom Cruise does, we knew yeah. what was coming. So you know what's going to happen. I mean, it's great when you're watching it and the way they do it is stunning, but you know it's going to come. Whereas if I was sat in the cinema and I didn't know that moment was coming, you'd be like, <gasps> I'd be like, you fucking crazy bastard. Because I'd, know, <laughs> I'd, know, I'd have known watching that, he actually, he's actually done that. But yeah. yeah, but yeah. Other than that, it's brilliant. Uh, there's some homages to Uncharted in here. Um, apparently, that was completely not on Macquarie's mind because he's never played the games, never seen the games. It's just that 
Because he's not fucking gay, man. The train sequence that Biggie's alluded to, there's a helicopter yeah. sequence. Like, the, you know, the, in those are kind of... Coincidence. Yeah, they're just coincidences, the, but it's it's a nice little... It feels like a homage to Uncharted, but apparently it wasn't. Lots of Tom Cruise running. Lots of Tom Cruise running. <laughs> he runs around <laughs> Venice. He really fucking runs. He's good at running. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it's just another great addition into the Cruise and Macquarie mm. Mission Impossible. And I actually found it quite funny that I've seen Fast X this year and there's two set pieces in this film that are pretty similar to that. But not in a bad way. It's just, oh. it's one of those, what are the chances that they fast exited a chase sequence in Rome, going down the Roman, yeah. going down the steps in Rome, and they did it. And Also, also Vin Diesel went down on a motorbike. Yeah, and there's, some, there's something towards the end of the, <laughs> end of the film that's like, it's very similar. And it was just one of those ones. If you've seen Vin the Diesel film. Diesel would never do that. Yeah. It just gave me a chuckle to think. Just jumped into space on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tom Cruise is going to go to space, isn't he? He's already said yeah. one of his films is. So he did the vomit comic for one film. I he? won't put it past Dead Reckoning Part Two going into space somehow, just so he can do Ooh. it. Yeah, Tom Cruise it, in the International Space Station. It's your typical Mission Impossible <laughs> fare, so really, really enjoyable. Um, that was me. So, uh, Oodles, what have you been up to? Quite a few bits actually, but. The main thing I have done this week, I can't talk about because that's for a different podcast. I've watched <laughs> a, another Harry Potter film, but less said about that, the birthday. If you are a patron, Kenny Potter. Kenny, Kenny Potter. I forgot to mention it last time and stick. I had a right go at me. <laughs> Didn't you stick? Yeah. Sell that shit, boy. It literally, over the internet, spanked me. Big style. But yes, oh, On that that's... note, I've been watching Harry Potter with my daughter. We're up to... Uh, nope. film four. So I am now, going to listen to your podcast now that I've seen the movies. Oh, good! And good. you're one of those jammy gets that doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, I'm not going to even give you a hint of what I think about that. The the third Harry Potter film. The other things I have been doing, <clears throat> I played a little game called Pokemon Violet for about three hours. I don't like it, guys. You don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. I think it's shit. I know some people liked it. I think I'm done with Pokemon, me. I like the 2D ones. You know the old school ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Just, I like I going through your gyms. And this is like a non-linear didn't you, open didn't, world thing. Didn't you like Arceus? <clears throat> I did like Arceus, yeah. Yeah, so maybe but, it's this but new that, style. But that's not the same because you don't do gyms and stuff in Arceus. You know what I mean? That's before that kind of culture existed in that world. It's the first game canonically, do you know what I mean? This is I've never played a Pokemon. Oh, just play the pick my favourite one's probably Diamond, which I think it's like the fourth iteration of it. I think it peaked at that. Diamond and Pearl. And then it just went I've only gold ever, and silver. I've only ever played red. Yeah, same It's great. I just it's great. I got on a dud dud hooked on that. No, I got a, a mm. actually bought a Game Boy and Pokemon Red to play that, and I was yeah, it's fantastic. obsessed with it. Like up to yeah. like two, three in the morning, sat there under my bedroom light, just playing that. Like, yeah, I like I liked them all up Diamond and Pearl. Like it never got for, for me. It just it's just been diminishing returns ever since. Arceus was a nice little refresher, but yeah, I'm not I'm not very keen. So if anyone wants to buy it, let me know. <laughs> uh, I'm always trying to flog stuff. The other thing, um, another thing I didn't like as well. Secret Wars. I've been watching Secret Wars and I don't like it at all. 
See, this 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 interests <sighs> me that you said you like this because you've often talked about you you enjoy stuff where yeah. people sit in rooms and talk. Yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of sitting in rooms and talking in this show. Yeah, there is. Um, it's basically it was built for me, but the problem is I don't care about these people that are in this room talking. Do you get what I mean? I like Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. I feel like he's lost his Nick Fury edge, though. I liked him he's... as leader of the Avengers yeah, and stuff but like that. He's just... meant to be, and he's meant to be a bit different. He's meant to be. He's meant to be, yeah. Um, I like um, Ben Mendelsohn. I, I will watch him just fucking read the phone book. He's he great. fantastic. Um, Amelia Clark's not even terrible. I just think they've squandered this great idea, the, one of the best comic book acts ever. This would have been it. this would have been better for the overall um yep. phase arc rather than the multiverse. Yep. I agree. So what have they just, done then? Is it not based on the comic at all then? It, a little bit. A little bit. They've modernized it. Obviously, Secret Wars is um supposed to be like a Cold War play, isn't it? When it came out. The Cold War was still warm and everyone was shitting themselves about unhidden enemies and stuff like that. And with this it's modern day and it's They've still got that baggage from the last phase of the MCU to chat about all the revelations. That, I mean, I'm not going to spoil what, but nearly every character you've known and loved wasn't that character. <laughs> They've all been aliens all along. Oh, are you talking not... about Secret Invasion or Secret Wars? Secret Invasion, sorry. Oh, uh, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Fucking hell. I'm poorly. I'm poorly, mate. I'm poorly. <laughs> That's but what yeah. threw me. I was like, I didn't even know it was out. Oh, no. Secret, not... Secret wasn't out for like four more years. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, secret version. Sorry, sorry, mate. Um, but yeah, it's it's not over yet. It's not finished yet. No, two more, um, two more yeah, left. Two more. One of the episodes was really fucking good, but I'm sick of like getting through half seasons of things like I did with Witcher, <laughs> with this one good episode <laughs> in a group. I'm fucking getting pissed off at that. Last um, one was all right. This, this yeah. week, last week's. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was There's actually a big yeah. reveal in that. Yeah, yeah, the reveal was pretty cool actually, and not. It didn't piss me off. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that was clever. Uh, but the main thing I want to bring up is, I'm, I'm, you know me, I'm finger, uh, fingers always on the pulse. I started watching Narcos. Narcos. Mm. Seen that? Have yes. you all seen that? Amazing. No, I've not seen so, it. So Narcos, starring Pedro Pascal as Javier Peña. That's my great Colombian accent. Um, Wagner Mora as Pablo Escobar and Boyd Holbrook as Steve Murphy. They're the main three in it. Now, I've only seen season one. I know things change up and stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, this is fucking insanely good. <laughs> fucking hell, wow. man. Incredible. Insanely good. You've all seen the memes of Pablo Escobar sat on a swing, sad. Oh, is that what that's from, is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. He, Wagner Mora, he's fantastic as Escobar. Like, oh, with the, with Stig, when he does that mugshot, the famous mugshot, is so fucking good. And just yeah. everything about it, I'm learning so much about like um, 19th of April movement or M19, as everyone knows of them. Uh, the, uh, I'm learning about the drug enforcement agency that I didn't realize back in the late 70s, early 80s, the Medellin cartel. It's just, it's all real. That's what's fucking so good about it. All of it is real. I mean, this Hollywood into, you know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of shooting and stuff like that. But it was a I mean, bloody little drug war. It was, yeah, it was a, it, it was Reagan's just say no campaign. Well, Nancy Reagan, wasn't it? Just say no. Um, that that really blew up in like Colombia and uh, and Peru and stuff like that. 
fucking hell, people were getting shot every day, all day, weren't they, Stig? Just, just blasted down. And, and Escobar was just like, to the people, to the people in that country, he was this philanthropist. They thought he was an owner of a taxi firm. <laughs> Not the richest man like, on the planet. Really go down, down shit. Yeah, yeah, the amount of money is incredible. He had so it, much money, he let some money get eaten by rats. They still haven't found like all the money he buried. Yeah. He was the richest man on the planet. Just buried all his, his crazy. Just buried like, it. Just buried it it's like <laughs> to keep it away from the feds. So if any listener doesn't know Pablo Escobar is, he basically made cocaine like the thing that it is, especially in the eighties when it was different. Now I know I'm 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 kind of sat here being all sober and stuff. It wasn't great to sit and watch some of it. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel your teeth getting a bit itchy. There was there was one bit where she says, "Oh, this woman, a drug mule. She, oh no, two key, uh, t- two grams exploded in her stomach. I'm like, two grams, mate. Fucking hell, is that it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill her, mate. But yeah, it's it's just so good. You can't watch it anyway for a bit, gadget, because every scene someone's smoking is it's ah. worse than it's worse than Mad Men. Oh, fuck <laughs> you can't watch it yet. You're not allowed to because you'll just sat there going. You no, it's um, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, it's not really a spoiler, is it? We know he got killed in real life. Yes, so. I know what happened, mate. Uh, but like the show doesn't end with him, and that's one of the best things. It goes off and like, yeah, that's with, what like, I'm thinking. Goes and often deals with the Cali cartel, which was like the does it the cartel that rose out yeah. of Escobar's yeah. demise, the ashes, basically, yeah. wasn't it? I know right. all about it. I've read loads of books on it all and stuff like that. But because I because I, I watched it, I was like, I was like, isn't the show? Meant I was to just going to carry on Escobar. <laughs> I was going to carry on, and then it carries on. You're like, oh yeah, yeah it's still really amazing. <laughs> yeah, like people don't people forget that like Escobar had a stint in in in, in Colombian Parliament. He was an ambassador. No, what, what what was he? Um, a governor for very for for like a day. <laughs> he got literally got voted in. People loved him, and yeah, then it all it all starts to crumble. He ran for president. <laughs> Um, stranger people have got presidencies before, trust me. But it's just, since. It's, yeah, and since. <laughs> it's just, definitely since. It's just, it's a fantastically well-constructed, like, Hollywoody, but it still respects its Colombian heritage. Like, 99% of it's subtitled, so if you're one of those people, I can't watch subtitles, grow up, watch it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's, you've got to you've got to concentrate on it, haven't you, Stig? Because yeah, yeah, because a lot of it's subtitles. It's not what it's definitely not one you can just stick on in the background. No. You've got you've got to read what's no. going on. Like it's all the all the Colombian stuff in subtitles. And the um, best thing about having Boyd Holbrook in it, and I like him a lot, especially since he was the Corinthian in um, in uh, fucking fucking hell, Sandman. Sandman, Sandman, it's just fucking lost. I'm so poorly in Sandman. I like him because he's the the Westerners view into something we don't really know about like in Medellin and Colombia itself. It, it, he's there for us, isn't he? As, yeah, as a I think this avatar. is probably the best thing that he's still done, though, and I thought yes. he might. I thought his career might have kicked off a bit more. With his... No, he did that. He did the Predators. <laughs> yeah, he just seems to be <laughs> like, like he's in the new Indiana Jones film and he's fine, but he's very interchangeable he seems character. He bit that... part character, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's the henchman. Like He's like the main, yeah. second in charge. Like underneath, like the main villain, and I'd like to, I'd like to see him given a title role. See what he can do. See what he can fight. Because again, he was the baddie in uh, Logan, baddie in uh, Sandman. 
it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I'd like to see him give him a stab at something, see if he can do it. But yeah, he's he's a great thing. But uh, uh, Pedro Pascal's fantastic. He is a fucking he loves a shag in this, doesn't he? That man's a he's addicted to <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like seeing Pedro Pascal's ass, it's a way in. It's definitely a way in for you. It's just it's <laughs> in. Fant- yeah, it's just fantastic. Everyone in it is on fire. Even the henchmen and stuff. It's just I, I just I know I know I'm a few years too late, but fucking hell! No, this I, I the, heard good things it's one about it. One of the best it, things never... Netflix have done. Got one around of the best to it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it now. I haven't watched Narcos Mexico though. I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch it. I'm all. Gonna, I'm gonna watch I do need thing. to watch that. Yeah, this all got great review, but yeah, it's just and there's a lot when you're watching it, you're seeing all these memes that you've seen over here, especially the Escobar memes. You're like, oh, this is that bit. This is that bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just so well made, and I fucking love it. I want everyone else to watch it as well. If you've not, it's just, even if you're not interested in it, it's just a great bit of crime. This crime drama is. There's some humor in it as well. There's some funny bit, but most of it's just horrific. <laughs> it's a lot of people getting mowed down. But yeah, yeah, that's 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 been my few weeks, mate. Good stuff. Good stuff. Gadget. What about you? Uh, uh, so I've been continuing on with a lot of things that I've had in train. I'm nearly at the end of Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I'm nearly Yakuza at the end of... Sis- years, this. Well, you see, Yakuza <laughs> Like a Dragon, I'm playing it. That, that It's like my Friday night with a beer kind of game. Oh. So I'm not playing it all the time. Um, I'm nearly at the end of System Shock Remake, which is fucking good. Um, my only complaint with that is I f- that there was one thing I forgot from the 90s. It's when you're going through, the, the game will give you bits and pieces for a code you need to enter at the end of the game and I forgot to write the fuckers yeah. down so I had to go right the way to the start of the game and grab them all again and work your way back through the whole fucking facility you should have just googled it <laughs> no it's random all the codes oh, all, all the codes in the game are randomly generated for every oh, player fuck so all the all the guides tell you where to find the codes not what they are yeah <laughs> so, I, so I had to go right the way to the first level of the game and write the way back up again thankfully you can but oh. Jesus Christ uh, but the main thing I want to talk about was uh, I've watched, uh, and we're a little bit late on this, it came out the back end of last year, but uh, Pip and I this week watched the last season of Staged. The, oh, yeah, I love it. The, love the it. David Tennant and Michael Sheen lockdown project. They're some. Of, they're my favourite duo at the moment, them too, especially with Good Omens and stuff. Oh, yeah, they're, they're fucking great. Uh, <sighs> so this came out in... November last year, and it was it kind of led up like the last episode being uh, just around about Christmas, I think. Mm, yes. Um, yeah. Well, if you watched it week by week, I think it all got dumped on BritBox as well at the same time. Um. So if you haven't seen Stage, Stage started off at the beginning, of, very beginning of the pandemic. Actually, the first episode of it came out like in the June. I want to say, yeah, June twenty twenty. So what, two months after everyone locked down. Um. And it was basically, it was a project for them to actually have something to do and to create some entertainment, but it was the two of them dealing with the pandemic, talking over a laptop, over Zoom, um, rehearsing a play. And farcical chaos comes from it. So good. Yeah, so good. Uh, Second series um, came out in 2021 and dealt with the success that came from that, like them reacting to the success. (laughs) And then a year year and a half later, season three comes in. Season three is a little bit different um because uh, it it starts off with uh, Simon the uh, the producer director of uh, of what they're doing trying to get Michael and David to um agree to a christmas staged version of a play called six characters in search of an author which is a um 
it's, it's like a meta narrative kind of play where the characters are are searching for an author. That you know that it's trying to break down the concept of authorship into characters when the characters become their own creations and that kind of thing. Um, mm. Which then later devolves into a Christmas Carol when they can't decide on the proper format for it. And then it goes off the rails after the second episode because it becomes a kind of metafictional behind-the-scenes documentary of the show entitled Backstaged. Yes. And it has uh, David Tennant's wife, Georgia, trying to engineer the the idea that maybe the documentary is more interesting than the TV series. And doing things like they get into a writer's room and think, okay, we've got the first two episodes done, so we need a third one. Guys, start writing. You've got to meet with the BBC later. So Georgia gets them... uh, a production office where they get, they get to go in there. She fucks with the heating because she knows Michael she, Michael doesn't like to be too hot. She <laughs> I remember that. She, she um she engineers it's the David's being up all night with like like a faulty uh, fire alarm or something like that. It's, she's like making Big Brother type stuff, isn't it? When they used to yeah. fuck them up in Big Brother. Um, uh, gets the food order wrong and yeah. and make sure there's a guy drilling outside and stuff like that, just to irritate them to get some content out of it. it it's yeah, th- this right. is like Oodles making a TV series because content is king from George's perspective. <laughs> always, <right>. always, <laughs> um, and it's it's brilliant. It's um, I I wasn't as keen on the second series of it um, because it felt like they were rehashing the same thing. Whereas this, the, the the whole concept is they want to do something different, like. In the story of it, the two of them are kind of a little bit sick of each other because they've just done Good Omen season two, and you know that every time they do an interview, mm. um, uh, someone's asked, "Oh, so, so what's Michael doing? What's David doing?" You know, it's like they're almost like they're joined at the hip, and it's they, they play- treat them like Anton Deck, don't they? They do, yeah, and they're, they're kind of playing around with um, with the idea of it, and it's really funny just watching them get progressively more and more annoyed, uh, more and more annoyed, and like the weird things that they do. So like so. That, like for at one point, David is absolutely convinced that George is up to something. So they have a phone conversation where David sat in boxes in the attic yeah. to so funny. to avoid the cameras that George is putting up for the backstage documentary. Uh, Michael t- it ends up at one point doing an airfix kit in his car because he wants peace and quiet, <laughs> and <laughs> like stuff like that. It just gets really weird with that. But the last episode, the last episode is fucking beautiful because they because they're doing a version of a Christmas Carol over Zoom. And it all oh. goes fucking wrong. Um, Been there, but no, that feeling. We did it before then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there is, there, there is a kind of brutal honesty to it, like between them, because I, I, I'm treating yeah, them as they are ca- screaming at each other, aren't they? they? They are screaming at each other, but no, there's, there's they get to this openly brutal, brutally honest moment between them, and I'm treating them as characters because yeah. they're fictionalized versions of themselves. They're not really playing oh, themselves, yeah. and they like each the dis- other in real life. yeah, the disagreements that they're having in the show are not the disagreements they have in real life. No. But it ends in a really beautiful way. And there's this wonderful moment at the, just at the very end of it where the two of them are just sat staring across Zoom at each other while people are kind of filtering in the background. Like the two of them are kind of stuck in this moment while everyone else is moving around. And it's just gorgeous. And it ends really well. And um, they actually also released a um, a outtakes version of yes, it as well. Yes, they did. Which is like the seventh episode of that season, which is so funny watching them say these ridiculous things and then just break a like corpse <laughs> on Zoom to each other. Or Michael Sheen just accidentally closing the Zoom call a bit like Biggie does. You know, like stuff like that. <laughs> you do it all the fucking yeah. time. You click the red X because you get the wrong one. Um <laughs> it's a really gentle, funny series. And I think it's there's 20 episodes in total, not including the um outtakes episode. 
It's worth mm. going through the whole lot. Plus, they're short as well. They're like 10 to 15 minutes long. They're not very long episodes. I watched episodes. the whole lot of them on uh, Daily Motion. <laughs> yeah. Just I think they're all right on there. BritBox. They're either all on BritBox now with the iPlayer, but you can watch through all, all three series. Absolutely so worth good. a watch. And it's it's a good reflection as well, because obviously at the time when this came out, and obviously now like the pandemic stuff's kind of over, everything's back to normal-ish. Um, it's interesting to see the way they talk about how they started in 2020 versus where they are and how everything's evolved from that. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And yeah. I think it was a nice interesting and farcical way of wrapping it all up. Um, I love that. I love them both too, especially like the remarks on the English and stuff. Cause one's Welsh, one's Scottish. It's like, it's just, I just think it's badass. I just think it's a great concept when there was nothing else to do. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I think it's on par with the, uh, the Steve Coogan and um, Rob Bride and the trip. Oh yeah. Where they do it. Just every episode of them sat at a, a, a dinner. I just fucking love both of those things. And it is, I, I, it, it, I it love is, it. it. It's perfect for you, does because it's two people talking at each other. This, I, I just, <laughs> I just, I just got enraptured by it. I just, I think it's, I think it's a great show, and everyone should watch Staged as well. Yeah, great. So Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's that's my fortnight. Excellent. Just leaves you, Biggie. Nothing. Yeah, cool. So I finally right, got. So... <laughs> Next. <laughs> Don't bully him. Nasty. So I finally got around to watching Andor, which came out last year, which is, of course, the uh, Star Wars Andor. Did we need it? It's debatable, but it's a prequel to the prequel Rogue One um, TV series for Disney Plus. I really enjoyed this, actually. I thought it was a really interesting. Great take on the Star Wars universe because although events and certain people, not the most famous ones, are alluded to throughout, there's lots of Easter eggs if you're really into the uh, Star Wars universe and stuff I, even I didn't even know. But yeah, it just follows the character that we were introduced in Rogue One, or one of them, uh, Diego Luna, um, plays uh, Cassian Andor, who's sort of, you see him as a, more like a petty thief, basically, and it's sort of... A, alludes to the sort of early days of the Empire's effect on different planets as well. So we actually get to spend time away from the office places. And I just liked it. I thought the production values were really good. Um, the, the effects are fantastic. There's obviously a lot of work went into this. Um, but they've got loads of great character actors um, to sort of bring a bit more depth to the roles. You've got Stellan Skarsgård, Fiona Shaw, um, Denise Goff, who I thought was brilliant as Dedra, um, one of the Imperial... Um, security bureaus, I think they're called, investigating bureau. Um, but yeah, basically follows him as a petty thief, Cassian. Um, you get a little bit of history of his early events. He gets adopted by um, Marva, and he ends up um, doing uh, selling dodgy parts that they find from the Empire for money, um, ends up getting noticed by uh, the Empire, looking into what's going on. And you just follow his path as he ends up. I think there's a planned season two for this, that obviously when things go into production, they're going to maybe try and make it almost lead right up to the movie Rogue One. And it's unusual following a character that, if I'm allowed to spoil it, that you kind of know Ooh, the outcome Rogue of Rogue One. The... Everyone knows what happens mm. for Rogue One. Like, those characters, we know, we kind of... People died getting those Death Star plans. People died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely There's a reason weird, they, these characters of... never appeared in anything yeah. after Rogue One. Yeah. <laughs> died. Yeah. Many lives so, were yeah, lost. 
it's unusual that you're following characters that you know probably oh, well not probably aren't going to make it but um i just thought it was really well acted it, it's only i think it was 12 episodes and they're about 45 minutes long just under an hour um but i just thought it was really well acted um really interesting space politics then yes I might, I might, I might, I've only seen the first two episodes. I might kick back into it. Yeah, it's just a lot of different viewpoints. Um, obviously, it's like how, guerrilla warfare um, rebellion, isn't it? Rather than being, but that's yeah, what Rogue One was, really wasn't it? Yeah, guerrilla warfare. We're a rebellion yeah. with with ships and people and, you know, Jed- and Jedi Jedi <laughs> that can go against them. It's like we are just the regular normal people trying to fight in the slums and okay. I might get another will. Yeah. And you start to see the fear that the Empire started to create and yeah. how it impacted on uh, little uh, urban societies, etc. Um, there is a particular standout episode. I thought there was quite a few, but there's one particular one that's set in a, like a floating prison. That's the one that's been uh, nominated. Where, uh, yeah, where Cassian ends up. Andy Serkis has a great role in that as well. Um, and it's, it's a really well-acted... Is it a monkey um, in it No, it's just him. <laughs> no, he, he plays no, himself. just him. Yeah. No way. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I just thought it was really good. It was just a really interesting choice. I mean, did people want a prequel to all of this? I don't know, but I'd like to. It's got that Mandalorian feel, really w- worth a watch, keeps you invested. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Really well done. I'm really interested to see what they do with season two, without a doubt. Mm. But yeah, mm. kind of yeah, highly recommended from me. What, what you said, when it was announced, everyone was like, what's the point in this? But um, this is the best Star Wars thing Disney have done, in my opinion. Wow! Like wow! Yeah, I think this is the best. And you get to see the, um, the most, the best written, the best acted. Like just the stories engaging. Like Biggie said, even though you know the outcome of these characters, it still doesn't take away from the tension. Not at all. Yeah. And you see the how life is working for the Empire as well. You know, sort of your day to day work life as a somebody in the bureau of the Empire. Those poor contractors how, on that Death Star. <laughs> Yeah. Not a, but not the, a the petty politics, yeah, yeah, that goes on there as well. But yeah, it's really good, really interesting. It, it's got your typical feel-good moments that you're going to have with American TV series, like "Hey, go, go, the rebels" and all that kind of Is stuff. I think what's going. No, 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 no. There is one moment where, which is like a big kind of a big moment in it, and they wanted to drop the first f bomb in Star Wars, but they were told to. They did a take with it, and then they had to do like a proper take. They weren't allowed to use it. <laughs> did he say "fuck you" instead? No. What does he say in that in that Jedi Survivor? There's a swear word that they use instead of "fuck" all the way through it. Have you seen that new that Jedi Survivor game? I played it. No. Flak. No, no, that's that's Guardians of the Galaxy in it when they say "flak." There's another one that they use. I'm not sure. Oh, I can't what, remember. Drock. Someone on that. They just use Drock. Yeah, 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 they use a word instead of there's fuck. One, there's like one that you always clever. use in Battlescar Galactica that really annoyed me. That they, they what is what, it? I can't remember what frack. it is. But, oh, fracking. Yeah. Frack, yeah. Fracking. <laughs> Somewhat close to fuck, but they say frack, yeah. yeah. Frack off. Mother fracker. Yeah. Mother I agree, though. I think I do. I really, I think it's really good. Really worth your time, this one. I'll get a will, mate. Yeah, I'll get a will. And then... There are obviously other creatures, species, aliens, etc. But they're sort of more in the background. But it just kind of helps to create that sort of feeling that there's a universe out there. And like you say, it's not on the same planets that we used to. It's not Tatooine. Just makes things. <laughs> no, I mean, Carison. Car- is it Carison? Is that how you pronounce Carison. it? Carison. Um, that, that is the galactic but... capital, though. So that makes sense that that's yeah, there. Yeah. Because Mon Mothma uh, Mon- oh. is in it. 
but early uh, days as a senator. And you, you got that sort of politics side of things going on. But she's Any Jar Jar uh, double agent. Daft Jar Jar? No, none of that. You've no. even got a likeable droid in there as well. B2 Emo, he's really cool. B2 Emo? Chapman. He is Emo. <laughs> yeah. You are too Emo, mate. B2 Emo. That's, <laughs> That's, he's, 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 he's a little bit Emo. <laughs> Does he brush his fringe to the side? It was a little fast his mom. Little droid that um, is really supportive to Marva, and he's got his own personality. And uh, yeah, it was like very likable. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like you say, if you started watching it, Oodles, I'd continue for you. I watched the first two, it. and I can't remember what came out instead. And I just were like, yeah, I'm not going back. But what time? I've got spare time now. We only do Nexuses every two weeks now. I've got time. Yeah. Mm. Great. That's everyone. But Candy has actually dropped us some feedback. She has, yeah. She says, Hi everyone. Sorry I'm not on the pod this evening. I spent the day building the fucking gamer bed and it's absolutely finished me off. The thought of having a shower and putting makeup back on at this point is an absolute no. Don't let anyone tell you I've got the shit. My arsehole is fine. She's specifically (laughs) put that in there. Mine's not. Uh, This week I watched an A24 film called Pearl. Until writing this, I was completely unaware that it's a sequel to another film called X. So while you're all chatting, I shall be lying in my new gamer bed and catching up on X. Pearl is set in 1918 during World War I. She is stuck at home on a farm with her overbearing German mother and severely disabled father. Her isolation leads her to live inside her own head, a place where life takes place in glorious technicolor and offers her the chance to dream of a world outside of the farm. So this, is where, mm, this is where <laughs> things take a turn for the stabby as Pearl struggles to deal with the reality of war, isolation, and her own needs and desires. It's a horror thriller presented in homage to 1950s classics, using visuals that could be taken from The Wizard of Oz, the soundtrack and easiness of a Hitchcock film, and characters that look like they're from the American Gothic art, Pearl is super fun and quirky. It's written by Maya Goth and Ty West. Maya Goth also taking the lead role, while Ty West directs. Its visual horror is reasonably tame for the most part, the real horror taking place in Pearl's mind. I really enjoyed its quirkiness. Okay. Yeah, it was filmed yep. back to back with X. I saw X, so I need to watch Pearl. Yeah, it's good. I think Pearl's better than X, personally. I think X is just... Oh, wow. Okay. X is a bit of your standard stubby slasher. Yeah. It's a homage to a homepage to a Texas Chainsaw Master. <laughs> yeah, except it was old people managing to take out a lot of teen, like young adults. With <laughs> but uh, this is... Um, <laughs> Uh, Pearl is the old woman in X. Oh. Yeah. That's what it is. So X, this is a prequel to that. This basically tells the story. I'm of sure the, we've mentioned that on this podcast, yeah, the haven't old, we? Yeah, the old woman in X. She played it as well. She played yeah, the old she woman plays as that. Well. She plays two parts in X, actually. She plays one of the porn oh. stars and um, Pearl. And she's actually nice. doing a third film, which is, again, another prequel where she's playing that porn star. Nice. can't remember the name of that character. Fair enough. <laughs> also, um, yeah, Pearl stars the new Superman, David Corrigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, that's when yeah. I, like I say, that's when I noticed him and thought he looks a lot like Clark Kent. <laughs> he ain't ugly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. she also fucks a scarecrow in it. So, you know, fun and games. Nice. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> because, she, like Candy said, she's a bit. All right. Not, not, there, with, not there with the uh, reality. Mm. Shall I move on to the rest of the feedback then and let's not delve into that any further? Yes. I mean, okay. yes. Uh, Mike Halstead has said, finally getting around to finishing Final Fantasy VII Remake with Final Fantasy XVI now my possession, thanks to a birthday present. 
I also got the Player's Handbook and Dungeon Master's Guide for D&D, which should make our games run smoother. They will not make your games run smoother. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll come play with you. They won't run smooth. No. I'll help. I'll help. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> argument has now been put to bed now, hasn't it? it but, nope. No, it's not, because I'm getting people texting us now going, God, Stig was a bit of a dick with that one, wasn't he? <laughs> really? I just thought I was being in the, in the right. A gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with Stig's camp. I am. I told him that. Team Stig. Team Stig. Hashtag Team Stig. There is, there is, there, there is a debate amongst the listeners, which is fair enough, actually. It's getting the, it's getting the, uh, the engagement going. Content is king. It is. Uh, but yeah... Don't invite stick to your games if you want it to run smooth. Or Oodles, for that matter. He'll, he, Oodles will just walk in and put a metal pot on the ground and set fire to it. And nothing will happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Rob Jones has said, I'm going to lose any cool that I once had because this is a full-on USA, aren't we all the saviors of the world thing? But I've been watching the last yeah. series of Jack Ryan and it's proper dog shit what? chewing gum TV. And I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's no objectively thanks. bad, but that's okay. I, don't think I've ever... oh, I liked it. I, I must watch the latest It's season. got Jim Alpert in it. I haven't seen any of it. In fact, I haven't even seen it advertised. I'm just not fucking bothered about watching it. This <laughs> uh, thing ain't Jack Ryan. It's what's his name? Um, the author. What's his name? Tom Clancy. Present danger, isn't it? Yeah, it's Tom Clancy. Oh, is that Jack? Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy. Yeah. Tom Clancy. Uh, fuck yeah. He also says also watching Detectorists and getting transported back to a simpler time of 2015. What a wonderful show. Someone no. else has messaged me about the detectorist today. One of my pals. They said, you like yeah, this. I started watching that. I must go back to that. I saw the talk. You like this. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. Uh, stand by for the diseased ramblings of Supernatty Cat. Uh, she says, this week me and Stuarticus read the original Paddington Bear. It's a 10-minute read and Stuarticus scores it a 10 out of 10. There's peril. Paddington falls into a jam and cream tart and can't get out of the does. bathtub. <laughs> he does. Oh, Paddington. There's oh, mystery. He's, he's from darkest Peru, but won't indulge further. And overall, it's very cute. I, on the other mm. hand, have, have in between letting a tiny human eat my boob, play 30 minutes stints <laughs> on Fall Guys and forgetting how freaking addictive it is. There's a ton of new free content and costumes and you don't forget how to play it, even if you've not played in several months. I also tried The Lies of P. And whilst, yes, I managed to get to the end and I thoroughly enjoyed it, I found it difficult to get into the Souls-like gameplay in short stints or when attempting to watch Stuarticus so he doesn't jump out of a window while playing. <laughs> uh, and then she goes on to give some feedback and say, I was also loving the Candyland feature. I second the idea of strapping rays into the Titanic to lift it from the depths of the ocean. Think of all the films where this technology had been around. It would have ended much, much sooner. Deep Blue Sea, Finding Nemo, Castaway, Titanic. Don't think they tended to carry a lot of raisins around with them, though. We've got some anger to discuss about that in the green room. Fair enough. <laughs> Hair and candy are just like the same person. Chaos. Yeah. Madness. Have you ever seen two of them in the Have same room? Have they been seen the in the same room? Yeah. Mm. No. Evil. Incarnate. Uh, Xenos has said, I started playing Elden Ring. Perhaps unsurprisingly, I'm not very good at it. One of my friends managed to direct me to Florida, by which I mean Caleb. And I now have a me- <laughs> like that. <laughs> I now have a meteorite staff and the ability to throw rocks at people, but I'm terrible at dodging. I'll get used to it eventually, but right now I'm just trying to work out where I'm actually going. And he says, "And yes, I did survive getting out of Caleb, <laughs> Florida." <laughs> it, it, it's that also- makes so much sense. 
Oh yeah, it's very Florida. <laughs> Uh, also, also worth pointing out that RKG started their playthrough, their retry playthrough of Elden Ring this weekend. Oh, yeah! First episode's like two hours long. I like them boys. Yeah, I like them boys. It was, boys, it, was it was a good time watching that. Watch, watch the live premiere of it. You should go back and play that at some point. Really, Funny. you should get <clears> it. You'll start again now, mate. You'll have to start again now, mate. You forgot that. Which, 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 which do you want to finish more though, Dragon Quest or Elden Ring? Dragon Quest, you can, you can take all your life to play that. Don't worry about yeah, that. In and out Dragon yeah. Quest is fine. Yeah. Play that on it, it, tune in when you want. It will take all your life. It will. will. Too many other games. I know. Far too, I know. That's the problem I'm having. I'm, I'm, this is why I'm link. trying desperately to get through some games because in August we've got Baldur's Gate 3 and then... That's what my summer's going to be is Baldur's and, Gate, mate. And then Armored Core 6 at the oh, end of shit. August. And then <laughs> Final Fantasy. I still want to play Plague's Tale Requiem. Still and then sep- September we've got Starfield as well. So the Star Wars think games. All that, think of all that luscious Call of Duty you're going to be getting on Game Pass that you're going to have to get through. That's 2025, <laughs> so that's fine. That's, that's what, what I might have to do over it. summer when I'm not revising and reading. It's just Where absolutely it blast everything. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, it sucks it's Baldur's Gate and Armored Core and Starfield you so need, close you together. need to play FF16 because it's like 30 hours mate that's a Christmas game you. I'm just de- declaring that that's a Christmas game for me I'll love a 30 hour game that good ish Spider-Man uh, will be Christmas oh fuck, fuck Spider-Man <laughs> okay last up we have Angry Kurt he's saying this week I was playing some Aliens Dark Descent shit I need to finish that uh, but unfortunately, it didn't really click with me. Whilst I'm sure it's as good as Gadget says, if you're into that kind of game, I was expecting something more similar to XCOM turn-based gameplay. I did say it was real-time all the time, but okay. You did. You told me that as well. So then I moved back to playing some Tears of the Kingdom after receiving the official guidebook in the post, and it's caused me to start enjoying it again. I'm not using the guide for everything, just to give me a bit of direction, as I think I'm the type of gamer that needs some level of guidance or linearity, even when it goes against how many people would want to pl- how many people would want to play this game. But it means mm. I'm enjoying it again, so who cares what others think? Exactly, Kurt. I agree. Other than that, I've oh, been God. working through watching yep. the Mission Impossible films. I'm watching the third tonight as of rightness. I've not seen them before. The first two were both good in their own ways. First serious, second silly, but good action films. I've only seen one and two, and two were shy. I didn't like two. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I still maintain it's my favourite bit of cinema, though, in two. Why do when, you want to when, when they're at the horse racing. And the fucking the guy comes over to do Grey Scott with a sixteen meg compact flash card. He puts it in his camera and watches this high resolution animation of a context free virus. I fucking love yeah. that because <laughs> I remember in fucking nineteen ninety nine when that film came out or whenever it was. Hey. going, that's bullshit. Yeah, you have yeah. to suspend your disbelief when it comes to the gadgets in Mission Impossible. There's one of them in the yeah. later film, yeah. but they use this like screen to do something with let's remember this is a series that even in the 70s people used to rip masks <laughs> off the face that were like real I know. life fucking prosthetics yeah, so yeah, don't worry about uh, it you gotta you gotta I just mean, say these masks these, these people masks also changed your height as well are special <laughs> government agents they just have money and tech that we've never uh, seen before I mean you yeah, also have to suspend your disbelief you also have to suspend your disbelief when it's a fucking John Woo film Yes. Oh yeah, two is a John Woo film, isn't it? There's doves everywhere. Well, yeah. I was going to say, when he fucking comes out the little bunker prison at the end and there's yeah. fucking doves flying out after him. Mate, I haven't seen that film since like 2002. Oh, the motorbikes <laughs> coming at each other like oh, a joust and they I, attack I, each other. Yeah, the well, this is the thing. I re-watched that because I was like, I'm, I don't remember that being very good. And I re-watched that and I was like, 
Nah, it's just the slow motion that 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 is spinning wow, on the bike, wow. and he and he shoots, and then they they then they drive at each other, and then the bike tires change from road tires <laughs> to off road tires. You can physically see that because they cannot drive. You cannot drive on sand like that in road tires. No. You would just fall off instantly, especially yeah. at 60 miles an hour. And then they jump off at each other, at which point their bodies would hit and just break into millions of pieces, <laughs> especially when they then fall another 15 feet down to the ground. And keep fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I need to rewatch that. Oh, God. It's funny. Uh, yeah, that's the, yeah, that's the feedback. Excellent. Well, that's it then. That is another podcast, another week, another Nexus review week. Lots of things there for you to go off and watch and avoid as well. Um, um just so you know, oh, no. Candyland. Yes, there is. Actually. She's actually dropped that in there. I can see it. I didn't know it was there, but it's there. You, you my... don't do that bit until after the socials, though, pal. Okay, right. Well, Biggie's just fucked up my flow then because I knew that. I knew Candyland was coming after socials. Of course I knew that. As always. Of course you knew that. Link to all our extracurricular <laughs> activities. show notes yeah. and at modernescapism.co.uk. <laughs> yeah, all that. Ne- next week, it will be a feature episode, and we will let you know very soon what it is. Next week will be a feature episode. It will be a Patreon pick. This is your pick. You get to choose. We'll throw that Boom. up in there later on this week. And we should have be getting Ian from Court Connections should be joining us. If that yes. Is. So. He'd give us a promise. Yeah, so we'll have a guest on. And yeah, in the meantime, sign up to Patreon and listen to Kenny Potter because it's brilliant. Listen to Too Far Too Curious because it's brilliant. And everything else that we do on Patreon is brilliant. So if you... um, (laughs) We're going to listen to Candyland and listen to her deranged (laughs) stuff. No, this is what you say. And now we're going to enter Candyland. Yeah. (laughs) I've never done that. I've never hosted it into Candyland. I nearly said no. we're going to the green room now, but yeah, no, almost instantly forgot that it's Candyland. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this dear listener, is why I've chosen Stig for this occasion to show you how good I am at hosting. <laughs> While you yeah, die in the that corner, bad. not that I'm bad. Just didn't write the end down. Yeah. Oh, I don't write nothing down, mate. It's all in here. And now. What's up in Candyland? Bullshit. So, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do a candy impression as I read this out, but she has submitted. No. Um, but this is, your the, this is this is this is the deranged musings of her hair dice poisoned mind. Um, last June, NASA's Juno spacecraft completed a close flyby of Jupiter and the solar system's <laughs> largest moon, Ganymede. As it flew past, it recorded audio produced by the electric and magnetic uh, radio waves produced by Jupiter's magnetosphere and their interaction with Ganymede. And she's provided a clip of it, so you can have a listen to it here. She then goes on to say, I'm sure you can all agree that's a banger worthy of Skrillex. Audio has also been picked up from Saturn's <laughs> rings. And it made me think... Jesus fucking Christ, Candy. Do you think our solar system is actually doing some kind of Lunar Vision song contest? <laughs> she needs to grow up. Like, is is this the cheesiest music they can put out, but actually down on the planets, they really don't take the moons' music seriously? Does Ugh. one moon get nilled space poire every year because the rest of the solar system doesn't really like them? <laughs> I feel like this. our moon would sound like a Blur song. 
Venus would sound like Lady Gaga. <laughs> Saturn would sound like Muse. And Uranus would sound like Lordy. <laughs> <laughs> or Oodles. Fucking hell. <laughs> She's broken in the head, that woman. <laughs> yeah, she needs putting down. Have you listened to the sound as well? God. There's, there's no Weird, isn't it? there's no fucking like musical not, tone or anything in it's that. It's not it. musical, it's just sound. There's it? no mad drop to it, isn't no. there? No. <laughs> I was wait, I was waiting for it to, for the uh, to kick in. Wait, wait for the drop. <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> Candy, you are Unwell. mental. A national treasure. <laughs> yeah. That too. Special. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't there's nothing to discuss there. It's just insanity. It's yeah. pure leave insanity. It. Leave it. Burn just it leave all that hanging in the, the show. Leave, leave it for the listeners to then go through, go throughout their day, sitting there thinking, what does a moon sound like? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Samuel Tarly. Just listen to some to intelligent drum and Bob. bass by LTJ Bookham. That'll do it. What would Elon need. do, Stig? What would Elon do? <laughs> he tried to buy the moon and then uh, <laughs> charge you $8 to go and sit on it. Uh, and with that note, um, we are going to head into the green room. If you are a Patreon, then this is where the podcast ends for you. And we say adieu for everyone else. We will see you in the green room. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Ridiculous, but I love my anal beat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>